welcome to the Art Life Faith Podcast. This is the show where we talk about art, what it has to do with your life, and what it has to do with the Christian faith. And I'm your host, Roger Lowther. Well, we've taken a little break from making podcasts over the New Year's, but now we're back and excited to share more stories with you. My family spent a little time up in the snowy mountains of Japan in Nagano, which is where the Winter Olympics were held back in 1998. And there was a lot of snow. We had to put on snow chains in order to get around and did some skiing, had fun in the snow with the family and friends. Just yesterday, I got back from a trip to Nagoya, Japan, which is a city about two hours south of us. God is doing amazing things there. I was visiting one of my missionary teammates who lives down there and runs an art gallery and meeting new people as well. We have an intern with us here for two weeks and she's about to graduate from college as a musician and she's trying to decide what to do with her life. And one of the questions is whether she should become a full-time missionary or not starting this summer. So yesterday we gave a concert in Nagoya at a cafe. She sang and played the guitar and I, I played some things on the piano by myself and accompanied her. We just had a great time meeting people and encouraging the ministry down there. We also visited a private Japanese girls school started by Presbyterian missionaries back in the day, like a hundred years ago. And they have a big hall with a pipe organ. So I had fun trying out the instrument and meeting the principal of the school with the music teacher, chaplain, and other teachers. The idea is that when I come back, I'll give an organ concert for the whole student body. That school is extremely well respected by the neighbors. So actually our missionary friends with Mission to the World who are down there, they started working there as teachers at the request of their Japanese pastor colleagues in order to get a stamp of approval from people in the area as they begin planting a church. Whereas before their activities would have been seen as suspicious, you know, as possibly part of some kind of cult. But now everyone says, ah, well, they're okay. You know, they work at that school. And so the hope is that a concert by me will help give further legitimacy to their church planning work there. I'm looking forward to it. Actually, I put a short clip of my time on the organ on TikTok, something I just started doing. If if you want to check it out, I'll include a, a link to some of my TikTok videos in the show notes. Uh, TikTok was kind of a New Year's resolution in my desire to recruit more and more people into a life in missions as an artist. It shares kind of various aspects of my life as a musical missionary in Japan in ways that I, I really can't share in the other media like newsletters, books, or, or other social media. So anyway, please check it out and subscribe. Today, I'm excited to share with you an interview I had with Ayaka Uchida. She paints in the traditional Japanese art of Nihonga. She was born and raised in Tokyo, but became a Christian during her time in the States and has spent quite a few years trying to figure out what does it mean to be Japanese and be a Christian. And it's her faith in God that's really brought her through some hard times. And through her artwork, she's been able to praise God and give back to him and share the presence of God with others in ways that they may know him as well. So in the show notes for this podcast and on my website, www.rogerwlowther.com, you can see a picture of her and some of her artwork as we talk about it. So 
Without further ado, I'd like to bring Ayaka onto the program. So Ayaka, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be able to share your story with all these people. And, um, you know, so I first met you at a conference we did last year, yeah. our Aroma of Beauty conference. Yep. And after that, you had sent me a quote. So I wanted to start with that quote and let you kind of respond okay. to that. You said, I got saved in college in 2000 in the USA where the pastor told me to, quote, put off your old life of sin, everything Japanese, and put on the new life in Christ. I tried very hard to do that for 18 years in the States, through marriage, childbirth, my husband's affair, separation, single mothering, running a social enterprise, and my art. And now I'm trying to find Christ in Japanese culture. So can you tell me more about that? What were you thinking when you wrote that to me? <laughs> yes. So when I attended the conference, I think that's when all that memory came back to me. Because when I got saved, I was in college. It was a summer before my senior year. And my friend invited me to church. I went. And it was one of those, you know, Paul getting knocked off the horse type encounter. And I experienced God and I started attending the church, but there was no other Japanese Christian in the church. So they would somehow associate all my old thinking to Japan. Mm. And uh, they would say, oh, you've never like touched the Bible. Oh, cause you're from the godless nation or things oh, like wow. that. <laughs> and I was like, so I, I would just take that as a college kid. Yeah. I would believe that. And I would say, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. Then the pastor would say, oh, you got to put off your old self. Like you think like a Japanese person, like mm -hmm. you respond like a Japanese person, but you have to become Christian. And in a way they said, oh, I need to cut off my family. So I didn't, I basically, I did cut off my family for years, Wow. which I'm sad about, but I'm being reconciled to them now. But, and I threw away all my Japanese cookbooks, all my Japanese books the omamori you know so there are mm -hmm. i think there were things that were you know shinto based mm -hmm. that's why i i took it as oh it's all bad but there were days that i would sit outside and i received things from nature and i don't think i was worshiping the idol god it was truly me my time with christ and i would draw or paint and you know, say, oh, I felt the Holy Spirit whisper this to me when I was looking at the birds or something like that. <laughs> and they'll say, oh, no, you're doing this again. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like my Japanese-ness was very actually tied to art or maybe using five senses and loving nature. Because I think there's something about nature. When I'm with nature, I connect deeply with the Lord and not the god of water not the god of you know that but yeah and also using all senses it was viewed as very japanese but mm -hmm. wait yeah. so at that time you really didn't you had trouble seeing what it meant to be a japanese person and a christian right, right. as if the two couldn't be reconciled right. no or... no yeah it, there was <laughs> none of that <laughs> yeah hmm. so it was truly presented as if i remain as a japan person i cannot be a christian 
Wow, <laughs> that's quite so. So, how has your thinking then changed over the years? Yeah. So it's now that I'm lo- looking back, I it was actually through that tragedies, like personal suffering. That's mm-hmm. when God showed me that, you know, like He's with me as I am, and it wasn't that I had to become more Westernized thinker or I have to act like American. You know, I have to laugh at American jokes and not Japanese jokes. <laughs> but it was you can't it, speak Japanese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, actually, that was something that. So I, my Christian existence was only in the context of English. So I had never seen a Japanese Bible, and mm. then during the separation, um, I went to my actually my father passed away, so I went to Japan and someone gifted me a Japanese Bible. And when I read it for the first time, that just moved my heart completely differently. And the one that touched me was the love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul. But the way that Japanese Bible said was like, love God with your heart spent 100%, your mind spent, your soul spent. And I was like, oh, this is what it means to love God. And it was the Japanese words that, touched me mm. so then i realized wait a minute like maybe i can't be a christian while embracing japanese-ness that's maybe. really cool yeah. so kind of so hearing or thinking about the gospel in a mm. in the japanese language helped you kind of see it in a new way a different yes, way yeah very different and i think it just moved me in the different maybe because it's my mother language mm-hmm that even though I was living in the U.S. for like 20 years, but yeah, something about that moved me. So then I started reading Bible in Japanese, which felt like a taboo thing. I was like, oh no, Lord, please. You know, like, don't ruin, like, destroy my faith, please. <laughs> I actually did pray this a lot. I was like, God, I am scared. Like the Japanese Bible touched me so much, but if I keep reading this, would I lose my faith in you? And I was like, Jesus, I don't want to lose mm. you. Like, I don't want to go back. Th- because for me, the life before Christ and after Christ was black and white. Mm-hmm. So I did. I was like, please don't. I don't want to go back to life without the way, the truth, and the life. So I remember praying that a lot. But then when I do open the scripture, read it. Yeah, I, I don't know. What it, it was more vivid or some verses became more clear. Mm-hmm. Like the nuances made sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel that too. I mean, oh. I became a Christian in English <laughs> in America, <laughs> um, and it really has helped me so much to worship God more by being here in Japan and praising him mm. in Japanese and to mm. see reading the Bible in Japanese and be talking about him in Japanese. There's just, there's something, it's like you get a different perspective that gives you yeah. kind of a deeper understanding yeah, yeah, yeah. of who he is and how he's working in this world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is fascinating. <laughs> okay. So what brought you to that conference, the Aroma of Beauty conference? Yes. So actually I found your book on Amazon. I bought it when I, after I moved back to Japan in 2018 and I really wanted to start searching for, is there a way to see the Lord, like see Christ through things in Japan? You know, and then so I found your book and that was like, I was just blown away because, oh, for <laughs> Thank the you. first time, yeah. <laughs> wow. because I, 
each chapter I read and I'm like, yes, in Japanese culture, in the things that are very Japanese, we can see God. And I really appreciate the way you wrote it. That it wasn't this, oh, even in Japanese things, we can see the Western God. It wasn't like that. You know? like, <laughs> right, yeah, that I, yeah, I've read that before somewhere uh, else. But uh-huh. here you are writing, in this, we see different side of Christ that we didn't see. And I, that was very, I think, affirming and comforting for me as I was starting the journey of, oh, I'm scared. I'm back in Japan. You know, once again, I was like, I thought I was a good Christian in the U.S. Can I be still here? Or would I get, you know, like thrown, uh, eaten by Japanese culture? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, so I really appreciated that. And when I went to the conference too, it was very affirming for me of, oh, it's okay to be here. Like, oh, maybe God can use me for his um, kingdom here. So yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Well, let's go back a little bit further now. So how how did you become a Christian? Ah, uh, yes. So it was a summer before my senior year and I, I had an internship. So I was in university in Pennsylvania, but I had an internship in New Jersey. And a friend that I met at Johnson & Johnson the person said, hey, Ayaka, I have friends on your campus. And, you know, they're, they all belong in this campus ministry. I was like, hmm? there's no such thing on my campus. I've never seen that. So we did a bit and we went back <laughs> to visit the campus ministry. And obviously they existed. And they invited me to our car wash event on Saturday. And I think that was the first time I witnessed joy. So... I asked him, like, why are you guys so happy for washing someone else's car? I don't understand this. <laughs> and they all said, oh, we do this for Jesus. You know, we love him so much. I was like, where is this guy? He's not even here. And you guys are doing this. He must be really something. And then I said that and they're all like, oh, no. <laughs> so, and then they said, oh, why don't you come to church with us on Sunday? Mm-hmm. So next day I went to church with them and it was during the worship, the beginning, the music, there was something about the music that like really stirred my heart. But it was a charismatic church. So people, you know, like putting their hands out, jumping and singing. So that was a little bit scary. For me. So I closed my eyes and I just listened to the music. And then I received a vision of a seed falling from the sky, hit the ground, grass sprouted, and I, I felt my body like sprouted jump Mm. so then i was like "Hmm, church is quite interesting like i I, I could i could come to this again then the pastor Mm. gave a message and my heart was stirred again of like i want to know what he's talking about when he mentions christ Mm -hmm. because that's the part that i don't understand at all then they said if you want to receive a prayer come to the front and i went up and that's when they prayed for me and I just started weeping, weeping, weeping. And I hadn't cried for since age nine. So like 13 years, I had not shed a single tear to that point because I had, I guess, closed my heart to numb the pain of life. And Hmm. I was like a Disney fan. So I wanted to be in the happiest place on earth all the time. And I didn't know how to embrace pain. Mm -hmm. So... That was that. And I started weeping, weeping. And they said, do you want to accept Christ today? And 
my mind said, who is this guy? He's not here again. He wasn't <laughs> at the car wash. He's not here either today. But my heart, I was yelling. I was really yelling. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, yes, yes. And they said, okay, you know, say the salvation prayer. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And they said, okay, repeat after us. So I repeated the prayer. And they all hugged me. They celebrated. But I, we had to drive back to Jersey. So the rest of the summer, I was thinking, what was that? Like, what happened to me that Sunday? Yeah. But I had joy. I had this new feeling in my heart. So I just said, okay, I'll find them when the new semester begins. So that was how I got saved. And I started my Christian walk. And I was a senior in college that fall, but I joined a freshman small group because I was a new mm. believer. <laughs> yeah. Mm, car wash. That, that's <laughs> yeah. the way to go. <laughs> car wash and worship music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That music played a mm. role. So cool. So you are a painter, <laughs> right? So tell me a little bit about that. You And especially, so I went to your exhibit last month. That's the, the reason that we're, we're talking right now <laughs> is kind of, I really wanted people to hear that story. Can you tell me a little bit about the exhibit last month? Yes, yeah. So it was an exhibit by eight Christian artists in Japan and mostly Japanese and Chinese artists. And I was the only Americanized person, but I am Japanese, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. And um, we got together from different churches, like very, almost all of us did go to different churches. And then we wanted to do something for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And especially for the people who wouldn't come to church for this season. So that was how it started. And, and pretty much the theme was just Christmas. So it was very open-ended. And one guy is a sculptor and other people, there's photographer, there's painter, there's like different style of painting as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what it was. Your theme was Emmanuel Sky. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that series? Yeah. So, when we were brainstorming this exhibit and a lot of them said, Oh, it's Christmas. So I'm going to do the song of Mary or mm-hmm. maybe the scene of the you know, nativity. And when I was sitting on it on the train was, I realized, you know what? The special thing for me personally about Christmas is that Jesus, the Emmanuel became flesh for us and God is with me all the time and to me that was like most exciting thing about christmas for me so that's that's where the idea began and then i started recalling the time that since i moved back to japan in 2018 when was the time that i really felt god's presence and those are the Mm -hmm. scene i started thinking i realized oh that's when i was on the train looking outside the window or when I found a uterus cancer and I was walking back from the clinic and I looked up at the sky and the sunset was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I realized, oh, like our story doesn't end when the sun sets. Like, I'm okay. God's with me. So I started thinking about, oh, that's what I want to paint. Mm-hmm. So it became a series of just sky, sunset sky in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. So I remember my non-Christian mom, my sister, they were like, yeah, God, isn't it supposed to be about Christmas? <laughs> but that 
was about Christmas. Yeah, and the the color he used for the sky was very kind of golden. Yeah. Which kind of reminded me of like um, art that was made, you know, hundreds of years ago where they used gold to represent mm. heaven. Like it just yeah. feels like it's, um, uh, I don't, not icons, but you know, like mm. sacred art, how you're kind yeah. of revealing the beauty of heaven through the art. Um, yeah. Was that part of what you were thinking? So or Actually, it was just so happened when I was knitting the pigments. I truly feel like it was the Holy Spirit doing it because mm-hmm. I just wanted to paint sunset sky. And with the thing of, so I'm doing a Nihonga style painting, which is pulverized minerals and jewels mixed with hide glue, everything all natural, go back to earth. <laughs> And when I was knitting it to create pink or a little bit of cloud color or orange, the thing about mineral is that it changes depending on the humidity of that day Mm. and the temperature and the amount, like a drop difference of the glue. So it just so happened that day that I was knitting the pigment for this series, it became very goldy. Yeah, so I was just like, oh, this is interesting, but I'll just go with it. And when I was painting that, I kept praying this, all the verses that has the word Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was really a prayer time of needing very yellowy orange, warm pink. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, a really happy color. Yes, yes, yes. And then in the earth part, it's kind of very a bluish color, yes. isn't it? What what mineral do you use for that, and what does that represent? Yeah, so the blue is the most precious, like lapis, which is the most expensive um, mineral. And I somehow had this feeling of when God is with us on Earth, He doesn't consider it like cheap, or I I don't know, like it's the sense of God coming to Earth on Christmas. I wanted to honor that with mm. the blue, so I purposely just painted the. Anything earth with blue. Yeah. And then it ended up being a good contrast to the sky. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. And it, it stands out. It was clear it had meaning to it. Mm-hmm. And what you're just saying, that the the value that God, I mean, it just, it came across mm-hmm. in the works, I think. I mean, usually when I think of God's presence, I'm thinking like, you know, up on a mountain or mm-hmm. like starry sky or ocean or something mm-hmm. like that. But the, the thing about God's presence here in the city, in the normal scenes that we see every day, that this, like right now where we're recording, you can look out the window, <laughs> you see the city, that it's not, uh, some people tend to look at it as like, well, that's a man-made thing, so it's not mm. as good. But no, this is a God thing, and God is present mm. here. I really appreciate that. Like when I, I'm tired riding the train. <laughs> like, yes. The thing that God is present here mm. in this train, <laughs> you know, yeah. is so cool, that image. And uh, you were telling me before we started recording just how you started paying this too during a kind of uh, hard time mm-hmm. in your life. And you shared that testimony and they're like, no, 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 that's that's too much. That's too dark. But then your paintings are so happy. You talk about that a little bit. Yes. Yeah. So when the artists got together, in pre- so we were praying every week before the prep- before the exhibit. And we decided to put a, write our testimony for the website 
So I said, oh, the reason why I'm doing this is because I'm going through a divorce. And this is 10 years after the initial affair, separation, single mothering, mm. reconciliation. And then finding this out was, it was like a culmination of my worst fear coming to true. And yeah. I had to wrestle with, is reconciled marriage my hope? And, you know, or is Christ my hope? And things like that. So it was in the midst of that, I knew God was with me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I wanted to paint. <laughs> and then I wrote that and they said, oh, it's too much. You, can, <laughs> you, can't, you can't say this. Like that would scare people away. And we don't want to scare people away. And <laughs> I think I was really struggling. I, I understand the point, but in Japan, it's so hard to talk about, or no one talks about, personal suffering Mm -hmm. but isn't christ the very reason why we can because now we have a sovereign god who walked into the mess of our life and is able to save us so yeah i was like wait isn't this the reason but but i said okay i will write a nicer (laughs) (laughs) paragraph (laughs) but after they saw my painting and Mm -hmm. they said wait, your paragraph and your painting don't go together at all. (laughs) And I say, no, they do. Then they're okay. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, and and I put that on the wall at the exhibit as Mm -hmm. well. And I could tell by watching the visitors, they will look at the painting first and they go, oh, and they read my paragraph and they go, oh. So as you described it too, just to get the colors about crushing the minerals, I think even that, just in the very medium itself, the idea that Mm. Christ was crushed so that we could have beauty in this world. And and that was coming across, you know, so, you know, you were in a gallery and there's light shining down. And and as I kind of went around the side of the painting, I could see the minerals sparkling because of the way you crushed them. And so, yeah, just the fact how your testimony, you saying, I have this pain in my life, but I'm able to paint this beauty mm. because of what Christ has done for me. And mm. I just thought it was cool, like how you, even in your very medium itself of Nihonga, like it was coming through. It was just so cool. Yes, yes, it's so true. And the, the funny thing about Nihonga is that as I'm learning this more, that this practice is so tied to Shinto art and I, I see people, so my classmates, my teacher, they're used to seeing Nihonga painting of Shinto-related things or like mm. spiritual things that is not of Christ. But for me, as I, the longer I learned this, I realized, oh, this is very fit to worship God, like our God, the creator God, because mm-hmm. everything I'm touching is from the earth. All the colors are the color that God created and it's crushed like the Lord, and I get to paint it to worship back to him. And I think, I feel like it's a full circle too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of people apparently did. When I visited the gallery and came in, you had a crowd of people around you, and mm-hmm. they were asking a lot of good questions. And I was kind of like trying to overhear, like, what are they asking? And like, it was just, <laughs> it was really cool to see people so engaged with your artwork. Yeah, I was actually surprised because my <laughs> paintings are the smallest compared to other people's. Uh-huh. And, and I thought about making it big, but it was really just my prayer of the whole series was I wanted it to be humble and small, no frames, like how near Jesus is. And mm-hmm. even the way that Jesus was born on Christmas was nothing decorative. 
I purposely did that. <laughs> and so I wasn't sure if people would even be drawn to it because there are other paintings that were, you know, covered in gold and big. Mm -hmm. But I was actually very surprised. So many people came and I think they related to the train window one mm. the most. I really like that one. I, I was very surprised because that was the last piece I did right before the exhibit. And I didn't think I would finish, but that was a scene that kept coming to my mind. But the viewer, a lot of viewers asked me, is this Nihonga? Like this is, when I think <laughs> of Nihonga, I don't think about this. Right. And I was like, well, the style, the technique, yes, this is Nihonga. And so that's why the conversation started and they said, okay, wait, but this, and, and I had to explain, you know, with the thing about Nihonga is that it's a slow art. So for me to start painting, I can't just get on the canvas right away. I had to do the double boiler to melt the hide glue. I had to knead the paint, crush the thing, make it smooth, mix it up, like mm. check the temperature, check the humidity. <laughs> wow. You know, like this is crazy process. And it's always that that hour to me is my time with the Lord of a heart check. Because sometimes I find myself really rushed and impatient. And and it actually shows in my the quality of the pigment when I'm rushed and mixing. And when I start painting, it doesn't glide as well. And I realized, oh, Lord, like, am I worried today? Oh, yes. Like, oh, I have this undealt issue in my heart. Mm -hmm. Like, God, can you purify me now as I'm <laughs> doing this really meticulous, tedious thing? And that's how the painting starts. Mm -hmm. so by the time that I'm painting, and also it doesn't um, paint like the watercolor. So if I just um, kind of brush across the paper, the whole all the colors will move to the side of the paper. So the way it works is that I have to place the pigment like almost like, like a sand art. Mm -hmm. And then I wait for it to dry. And then I put the next layer and the next layer. And you can actually see through the entire layer. And that was something, that's something we have to think ahead of time. That if you want to paint, say, red flower, some people put green underlay on purpose to play with the contrast, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, <laughs> so I was explaining to the people that, yes, this is just a window view, but there's a lot of layers of prayer that I prayed over this painting. And literally there are layers and layers. There's like 30 layers of <laughs> different wow. color on it. And then so many people said, you know, this brought tears to my eyes or one, this one, I think like a working man, businessman, Mm -hmm. said, you know, this brought me back 30 years ago when I first moved, came out to Tokyo from the countryside and I've lost that pure heart as a businessman or something like that. So he was tearing up and I was like, oh, I'm glad. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And then another lady said she had been battling, I guess, depression the last two years. But when she came into the gallery and saw that painting, like something left her like the heaviness was lifted. So she was just crying, saying like, I was healed. Like I'm healed by this light. I was like, praise the Lord. <laughs> it is wow, Jesus. That is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, clearly God is working through you and your art. And that, what you said, slow art mm -hmm. and the idea of praying through even the process of preparation. I think 
me and we as musicians kind of can learn from that in our we have so much you know practice time just trying to warm up the fingers to be able to practice some of the Mm -hmm. harder things and to be able to do that and give it to god Mm -hmm. so i noticed that your group was called bezalel you want to tell us why yes so the lead artist came up with the name Mm -hmm. and it's the person that god they were it was chosen to create it says highly artistic and beautiful tools for worship Mm -hmm. it was in exodus 31 i think and so she prayed over us saying may we be the artist in tokyo today that receive from the lord the wisdom the skill the ideas everything and create something excellent to help other people worship so that was the idea and you know we're like it's kind of unique not like in your face christian right so that was very cool and it so fits to the i mean bezalel was god gave him those gifts to build the temple so that people Mm. could connect with god and that was like the whole point of your exhibit last month yeah as you even showed during the the conversations of people the way people responded to what you're saying but you have an exciting story to share too right about the owner of the gallery yes so can you share that yes so the owner of this tiny gallery in nihonbashi through the time that we were preparing interacting and week before our exhibit she shared that she wants to know christ and she wants to accept christ and we were all like what is happening wow. because you know we had been in touch with her working about you know working like through the administrative side of things mm-hmm. but she said our group was very different than any other artist group that have um shown and showcase at her gallery and it was very precious because she's always in the corner of the gallery watching us during a setup, during mm-hmm. a conversation. And even during the week of our exhibit, we were one of us or m- few of us are always in the gallery. We had our um, gospel musicians come play music in the environment. And through that, she decided to accept Christ. And speaking of this week, she's starting a class on baptism to get baptized. Wow, that is so cool. We have this image, I think, as a lot of artists in America, that it's more like art is about self-expression or it's about trying Mm -hmm. to like make a mark by saying something new or something like that. But the fact that God would work so powerfully through the arts, through your exhibit, it's just, it's really encouraging to me to hear that story. Yeah, it's, I, I feel like art is almost like the more familiar language in japan in a sense like i don't know why but art is everywhere in this culture and it's very Mm. accepted and people know the need for it and even you know government they spend so much money on art and they don't mind that because they think it's so important it's almost like daily life as important as food Mm -hmm. and yeah like transportation (laughs) so in the sense yeah art is not the excess but it's like a, yeah just the weave p- part of life i think mm-hmm. yeah i think like in general americans like the idea of debating we were talking <laughs> about that earlier is how you kind of debate someone into the kingdom or something <laughs> like with sharing the gospel but how in japan it's it's different there's like a, a response of the heart 
is they starts with the heart, not with the mind. And mm. so it makes it, well, you've told me, it makes it particularly effective to use the arts to share Christ here. Yeah. And it is like, because the mind battle is so hard here too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sometimes I am reminded that even though U.S., you know, it may not be viewed as Christian country, but I, you know, is, there's a familiarity. There's Bible in the hotel, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you right. know, like a little <laughs> drawers, or there's mm-hmm. a sense of Christianity is part of everyday life. But in Japan, it's not like that. It's a foreign thing. And a lot of people have weird kind of understanding of it's scary or it's forceful or some old book says it smells like butter. You know, it's a foreign thing. Like the Western right. missionaries brought th- brought this to Japan. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like in art, people can know that, no, this is the creator God who created Japan as well. And you're actually very familiar with like the presence of God. And that's something I'm noticing that I think art does this because, yeah, it's not the mind battle but the (laughs) heart language Mm -hmm. yeah definitely well thank you so much for sharing today i pray that god will continue to bless you and your art and use you to share more about him and his kingdom as he already has been so exciting yeah thank you for sharing today thank you so much yeah god bless this is roger lowther and you've been listening to the art life faith podcast Check out my website, www.rogerwlowther.com for a transcription of the podcast and various links. As we say in Japan, ja, mata ne. See you next time. Mm-hmm.